Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, it is a big one. Seems that, uh, you know, despite everything that's going on in the economy, uh, it's always great to see that companies are able to raise uh, funding at this particular juncture. And uh, for today, there's big news um, coming out from uh, Planet uh, 42. They are a vehicle or car subscription service. Um, We've actually spoken to them previously about their business and for today we're going to be talking to Grant Wing who is uh, Managing Director or uh, the Country Manager for Planet 42 and he's going to be walking us through some big news because uh, they've just raised a hundred million dollars and depending on when you are you know listening to this particular content uh, that sits in the region of uh, 1.7 to 1.8 billion rand somewhere there. Grant, greetings to you today. Hi, Modiwa. Thanks. Um, great to be back. Your uh, your 18 times table is 100% on, on, on point today. <laughs> I like that. Uh, at least we know, you know, uh, we 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 still we still we still have uh, the back of the napkin. Mathematics is still working. Quick one. You know, we've already mentioned the fact that there's a big amount of money that you guys have raised. Uh, but before we get specifically into the capital raise, just for the benefit um, of uh, the people that uh, aren't familiar with Planet 42, uh, just a little bit around, you know, the car subscription service and what it is that you guys are doing. Sure, Madiwa. So Planet 42 is basically putting cars in the hands of people that can't get finance from traditional banks. And as you know, in South Africa, if you can't get a car, you can't get a job. And if you can't get a job, you can't get a car. So you're in this vicious um, cycle of not being able to to make a better life for yourself. Um, so this was particularly evident after COVID, where uh, banks became very, very, let's say, tight on their scoring, whereas Planet 42 developed even more revolutionary scoring methodologies to take better and better risk so that we could with high confidence say that these people deserve a car. So, so far we've put cars in the hands of 15,000 South Africans to date. And uh, with the funding that's arrived, we want to you know, double that to 20 to 30,000 South Africans uh, by the end of the year. So in short, we are giving people access to mobility to give them their life back. And speaking of that doubling, uh, you said that you're going to be using the new funding. Uh, we mentioned the uh, $100 million or $1.8 billion. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, like I said, that is a big amount of money. Uh, could you just talk to us just around uh, details, you know, when it comes to that capital raise? How is it structured? Because I understand that there is a, um, an equity element as well as a debt element to that funding. And then also at the same time, who um, exactly is uh, backing this uh, particular round? Cool. So um, quite correct. It's a mixture of equity and debt funding. If we talk to the debt side, that's a $75 million debt ticket raised by Ravonia Road Capital. Ravonia Road Capital is a U.S. Um, debt investor. And if you're wondering why they're called Ravonia Road Capital, it's because the, the founders were actually from South Africa and uh, worked along Ravonia Road. So that, that's, the, that's the debt side of things. On the equity side of things, um, the notable South African investor is NASPERS. So NASPERS originally invested in Planet 42 some 14 months ago. 
and then decided to double down on their equity investment. So uh, that's a great vote of confidence from NESPAS. Co-leading with NESPAS is a consortium led by Andrew Rolfs, and that makes up the balance of the equity. So, so yes, quite correct. Mixture of debt and equity, which takes around to $100 million total close. Okay. Uh, that's actually quite incredible, you know, to hear um, such numbers. Yeah. And and as I said, in this particular environment, uh, because we've seen a lot of your tech valuations coming down, um, you know, globally, and then at the same time, I think the private markets took a little bit longer to, to react. But as interest rates have, uh, have risen, you know, raising, you know, some of this funding has become quite difficult for some players um, in the market. Could you talk to us just around what uh, capital raising is? like in this environment? That's a great um, question and great observation, Odiwe. I mean, as we all know, uh, most of the, the funding that Planet 42 has procured has been international. And then the, the Federal Reserve is going guns blazing with raising interest rates. I mean, I think the, the Fed funds rate is on around about four and a half, five percent right now. And uh, many tech companies with crazy valuations had raised uh, money on the assumption that interest rates would be zero or, or close to zero. So many were raising crazy valuations at like a 0.25 or 0.5 Fed funds rate. And now that the Fed funds rate has increased so much, um, it's, it's basically the strongest of the strong that are surviving. So all those companies that now can't afford um, their interest bill or can't afford to keep the operations running, I mean, otherwise known as zombie companies are going to face a lot of pain um, in the upcoming 12 to 24 months. Whereas Planet 42 has always been cash flow positive for the past um, two to three years at least, which made the investment case for Planet 42 much easier. I mean, if, if we took zero new funding, the amount of cash that the portfolio generates would still keep the lights running, pay rental, pay for staff salaries. We just wouldn't have that supercharged growth. So this round of funding enables us to take growth supercharge we're not looking for two to three percent per year we're looking for for multiples i mean ideally we want to grow at a hundred percent per year so basically every single cent of fundraising is going into new cars to help more and more south africans we're not this crazy um startup you know that that buys ping pong tables and and <laughs> and private jets and spends the money on frivolous things no it literally every single cent of this money goes into buying cars for deserving South Africans. Uh, one of the things that is quite interesting, I like the fact that, uh, you know, you are outlining what um, you guys are likely going to be using some of that funding with, especially in this economy. And the fact that you do have the international backing um, at the moment, you know, does show the fact that um, there is confidence um, in the business model for them to be coming in such an environment and coming in and actually backing, uh, especially and backing in such a big way. Uh, that's great from that point of view one of the things that i did note when i was just reading um reading up on this is the fact that you guys don't mention whether this is um you know as a part of a series you know a b c d so you know just some clarity on that point of view cool i mean so this this marks the, the end of the series a fundraising so we we raised a bridge around about 14 months ago with nespers and then this basically concludes um, the Series A round. And then after this, there could be other rounds in the future, like like a, a B or a C, for instance. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, it it certainly makes sense. Uh, I think a lot of people are contemplating, you know, all of that. I've been talking to a number of startup founders. They wonder, you know, from Series A, is it really worth it to pursue Series B, or do you just keep extending some of these rounds? <laughs> well, if if you look at the nature of our business, it is fairly capital intensive. I mean, we we buy a car and take the car onto our balance sheet, so. So further fundraising probably will be part of the future in order to facilitate the balance sheet growth to take more cars on. Because if you ask where Planet 42 wants to be um, as a long-term strategic goal, I mean, South Africa is just one market, but there's many other markets that bear similarities to South Africa in terms of um, underbanked and and well-deserving customers. So the, the ultimate goal is to raise enough capital to buy one million cars for underbanked people around the world. And that's going to take an enormous amount of capital. So most likely there will be further fundraising rounds in the future to bolster our balance sheet. And we'll definitely be keeping an um, an eye on that one just to see how things develop on the capital raising fund. But switching over to the growth uh, that you've already, you know, been alluding to, reaching the one million cars, you know, getting cars onto the balance sheet. I assume uh, that's what uh, the majority of um, uh, the majority of at least the debt part um, of the funding is for getting more, you know, vehicles onto the balance sheet so that you guys can help uh, more and more people. People. Could you just talk to us through uh, that particular growth? Am I assuming that correctly, that it's going to be, you know, getting cars or is there also a technology piece and, you know, other pieces that you guys are looking at? Yes, we will be using that funds primarily to buy cars. I mean, if you look at our expenditure, most of it is in cars. And then the, the smaller parts, well, I wouldn't say small, we do invest quite heavily in technology, scoring, um, data warehousing, um, data science, uh, analytics. But those, those components are small compared to the price of a car. I mean, our average car um, has 130,000 Rand uh, value, and you can get a lot of BI um, tools done for that price. So yes, to answer your question, it does go primarily um, into the purchase of cars. Like we're not this organization that has all these layers and layers of complexity and, and overhead costs. We run quite a lean organization and that really talks to our vision, giving the maximum number of people the best chance at driving cars. So we don't have uh, frivolous expenses. Some um, some might be listening and asking themselves why it is that uh, Planet uh, Planet Forty Two chooses to you know bring um, so many cars onto its balance sheet as opposed to maybe working with I don't know a fleet management company for example and you know um, having them be the ones that carry the cars on their balance sheet and then you guys work on the uh, what you call this more on the service side of things. Any thoughts around that? Cool. Um, so fleet management companies traditionally have a fixed, a fixed fleet, or let's say a fixed number of cars that a customer can choose from. So these are typically like like Toyota Agas, VW Polos, um, and the like. While those are great cars, we want to give people the opportunity to drive any car that they wish. And it's through this freedom of choice that has really enabled us to have explosive growth. So in the past 12 months, Planet 42's um, portfolio size as measured by cars on, on the fleet has gone 4x. Had it not been for, um, 
funding constraints, that number would probably have been closer six or seven X. So it's because we give customers the choice to drive the car that they wish that makes them feel, you know, great about their lives that they can, you know, pitch up at parties with and, that, you know, that makes them feel good. That's what gives Planet 42 this immense growth. It's, it's, it's the freedom of choice. While the fleet companies could be um, a good partner, we don't want to limit customers' choice. Um, and for someone who's, uh, you know, having listened to that, I think a good follow-up is, you know, just around what leads the purchasing decision for Planet 42. If, let's say, I am Mudiwa and I come onto the Planet 42 uh, platform and I'm like, okay, guys, I think it's that time. I feel like I've, I've arrived and I want to uh, drive around in a, in a BMW M6. You know, let's just throw a crazy one out there. Do you guys already have inventory of uh, M6s or do you buy an M6 uh, because Mudio has said, I want to drive, um, what do you call this, an M6 for, for the next, you know, who knows how many months or years? So, unfortunately, Mudio, we won't be able to finance that uh, M6 unless you put the hefty <laughs> deposits. But um, it was more the latter way that you described. So, we don't carry cars on our balance sheet which makes the business model you know, nice and simple and cash flow um, efficient. Basically, what would happen is Modiwa, you would go to one of the dealers that works within our network, and you would choose the car that you want. Now, let's say, okay, not, not an M6, but maybe, I don't know, is a 320 okay? Like, you know, a 320i? Um, yes, yes, that's fine. At, le at least we're staying in the BMW universe. <laughs> yeah, I will picture a 320i, you know, with, with sunroof, um, xenon lights, uh, park distance control, you know, something cool like that so you don't uh, you know, bump something and ruin the fancy paintwork. And then um, we will buy that car, take it onto our balance sheet, and then collect rental from you. So we're giving you the choice of the car that, that you want, the car that makes you feel great driving to work and and you know, going to social functions. In a practical sense, because once again, I'm just, I've put on my consumer hat and I'm walking myself through the buying decision because the fact that you guys have been in business for as long as you have and you're being able to raise this funding means that um, there is traction. You already spoke about the 15,000 cars and you guys want to double that over time. It means that there's traction in the market, there's demand. Uh, but someone, the piece that I know that someone might still be asking is okay what is the difference like between me going to the dealership and saying okay i'm gonna go do 320 uh a 320i bmw on my own through the bank versus coming to planet 42 so we are actually seeing some customers who could get bank finance rather choosing a planet 42 um, option instead and and why is that so well the one part is really due to our flexibility so a bank will typically lock you into a, a five-year deal minimum, and then there'll be like a, a 10 or 20% residual value. So if you wish to exit that deal at the end of year one, you're on, you're on the hook for quite a substantial um, buyout amount because the car would have depreciated, let's say, 20% um, between what you bought it at and trade-in. And then there's, let's say, a 10% residual at the end of the deal you're on the hook for around about a 30% buyout. Now, for someone to come out with a 30%, um, you know, to buy out the car is quite substantial. Whereas Planet 42, we say, you know what, 
no one knows where they stand in five years time. So why commit yourself to a five year deal? Take the car now, pay us for six months. And if you don't like the car after six months, just pay us a one month return fee and you can carry on with your life. That's it, it's that simple. So you can see how much flexibility there is baked into our product versus uh, traditional financing options. So that's why we're, we're seeing more and more potential bank customers or those customers who would be eligible for bank finance choose a Planet 42 deal instead because of flexibility. I and mean, if I ask you, Mudiwe, where do you see yourself in five years? I have no idea where I'll be in five years' time. But every finance deal yeah. is five years minimum, sometimes six, sometimes seven years. So flexibility really is is key to our key to our product growth. No, definitely. And also just remembering the the fact that you said uh, in in a lot of cases. Uh, the cars that are being bought are, you know, at a minimum of 160, um, 160,000 rand. And if you're going to be on the hook for 30% of that, that's already 48K uh, that a person would have to fork out of their own pocket to make that happen. So I do see the, I do see the rationale from uh, that point of view. Now, as we end off, um, Grant, you know, coming back to this issue of growth, it's something that you mentioned uh, earlier on about expanding into other markets, other territories. Planet 42, do you guys see it as, um, as an emerging markets play, is there potential in more developed economies or is this something that's more suited because um, of the demographic, uh, socioeconomic factors you talked about going for people that are unbanked and all that. And those seem to be characteristics of more um, your emerging or developing countries. You know, how do you guys see things playing out from that point of view? So it's definitely an emerging markets play for, for two reasons. I mean, reason one, in, in highly developed economies, cost of transport and availability of transport is, is pretty much uh, par for the course. I mean, if you go to London or, or United States, they've got quite a developed bus and train infrastructure that's safe and cost effective to use. I mean, in, in Joburg, we've just got our car train running. If, if cables don't get stolen, and um, I'm not sure how the car train works with all the load shedding that's been going on recently, but that's that's another story. So, so definitely in emerging markets for the reason that I just mentioned. And then secondly, in developed economies, they've got a very, very progressive credit scoring methodology. I mean, in South Africa, 89% of customers that's on our books would not have a car without us. But had these customers been in, in developed markets, these customers would have been taken on by traditional banks because these traditional banks are much more progressive in their scoring. So emerging markets are still catching up to traditional markets. I mean, many of our customers, had they been scored in America or, or the UK, most likely the banks would have said yes. So it's because of the underdeveloped um, scoring in emerging markets that has created this gap for Planet 42. So. South Africa, one example. I mean, another example is Mexico, where we're um, branching out into now and already have a, a fleet of cars there. But there are many stories that bear similarities to South Africa in other emerging economies. 
All right. So an emerging markets play, and we're definitely going to be keeping um, an eye on that. That was us uh, talking to the team. Um, you know, Planet Forty Two having raised a, a very exciting hundred uh, hundred uh, million dollar round. That's uh, roughly one point eight billion rand uh, that they've been able to raise a mixture of uh, debt and equity. Uh, the it should be seventy five percent is uh, debt, and then twenty five percent equity, if I remember correctly, and then uh, some. Some of the leading investors being uh, NASPERS on the equity side and then uh, on the side of uh, also equity but also the debt side is Rivonia Road Capital. So we're definitely seeing South Africans that uh, you know have gone out um, into the world still supporting uh, some of these uh, homegrown businesses. Talking quite a lot around um, you know the cost subscription model. Um, we've seen a big shift you know towards subscription services you know, in one form or another across the world. And uh, Grant just uh, giving us some insight into why that flexibility has been so attractive for so many people. And uh, it gives them enough confidence to actually aim uh, to double their current fleet, at least in the, it's in the coming year, you said, Grant? Yeah, conservative. <laughs> conservatively and uh, that puts them on the road to the 1 million vehicles uh, that they ultimately um, want to you know reach out to and then at the end they're talking about uh, growth and the types of markets that they're looking uh, to get into mexico already on the cards already doing something there and grant just articulating the fact that uh, this is more your uh, this is more for emerging markets and definitely a big opportunity from that point of view that was us we were talking to grant wing um, who is a managing director and country manager over at planet of 42 grant thank you so much for being with us today thanks thanks madiwa And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.